London makes me feel small, and it makes me feel poor. It's a vast city, 600 square miles of urban jungle, and with the pound costing about $2 now, it's one of the most expensive corners in Europe. Still, this great city is well worth the challenge, and those who approach it thoughtfully are richly rewarded. Hi, I'm Rick Steves, and today we're getting an update on visiting London from two great blue badge guides. Tom Hooper and Gillian Chadwick join us in the hour ahead with budget tips, the city has a wealth of free treasures, and fun ways to connect with its rich culture. We'll also open the phones to answer your questions about London and to hear your own tips for getting the most out of one of Europe's most exciting destinations. From the priceless treasures of the British Museum to the city's hip and colorful neighborhoods, London is a city that sets the pace for urban living with style and with substance. Stay with us as we get up to date on London. It's Travel with Rick Steves. Travel with Rick Steves is brought to you by American Airlines. With their new Advantage Award booking tool, it's easier than ever to book to over 800 Advantage Award destinations online at aa.com. American Airlines knows why you fly. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. Today we're going to London. I just love London. To me, it's an urban jungle, about 9 million people. It's huge, it's vast, but if you focus on the center, you can actually walk through most of it. It's also one of the most expensive places you'll encounter anywhere. The cost of hotels is just brutal. One great thing about traveling in London for me is I have the sensation that I'm understanding a foreign language. I just love the local uh, dialect. (laughs) It's a challenge to uh, take London down to size so that on a short visit we can cover it smartly. And also we need to stretch our dollar. So I've invited two Blue Badge guides. Between them they have 35 or more years of guiding experience. We have Tom Hooper and Gillian Chadwick, both with us today from London. Thanks for joining us, Gillian and Tom. Nice to be here. Indeed it is. When you think about London right away, people think of um, a collection of villages. You might just look at it as one big city, but you walk in different areas and it does have a, a little different character. What's your take on that, Gillian? Oh, absolutely. Each area has its own uh, individual character. There's an Indian section, there's an artistic section, and it's just a fabulous mix, really, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, and the whole atmosphere changes from one area to another Mm. because you get different types of architecture, different periods that it was built. So if I say Chelsea, what does that mean? Posh. 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 Mm. Say more. (laughs) Expensive, fancy shops, expensive restaurants. uh, So trendy. uh, High-class people. High-class people. You could all go there for people watching almost. Oh, you could. If if you put Chelsea and Kensington together, it's the number one place that celebrities want to go and buy. So J.K. Rowling's bought in. Kensington. Bought, you mean bought an apartment? Bought, bought a house. Bought a house. Yes. Oh, wow. A mere house. J.K. Rowling's probably the most uh, wealthy woman next to the Queen in Britain. Yes, and possibly Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter. <laughs> ah, yeah. And when I say Brixton, what do you think? Uh, Brixton's lively. Caribbean. Caribbean? Oh, yeah. Is it it's, safe? Uh, if you use your common sense, I think Brixton is pretty safe. Yeah. What do you think there, about Brixton? There are bits that not you necessarily could do. if you go there late at night. Yeah. I right. wouldn't, it wouldn't be somewhere I'd go on my own late the, at night. The only place I've ever been mugged in 30 years of travel was late at night in Brixton. Yeah. And I was going for a cheap apartment. Now, maybe they're not mm. in cheap apartments anymore because it's a little trendier because it's yeah. really the mm. place for edgy entertainment, yeah, it isn't is. it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So young people, um, the cutting-edge culture yeah. would be more Brixton. Yeah. Yes, there's some good venues yeah, for concerts there. Yeah, and also Clubland is a bit of there's some very well-known clubs in Brixton. Mm. Clubbers going out yeah. there. All right. Another thought for me is the Thames River. It's just a thriving thoroughfare. More boats than ever on the Thames. How does that help a traveler or how does that uh, confuse a traveler? They've got um, new services actually on the Thames that you can take as almost a shuttle service up or down the river, which have added to the usual boats that you can take for a scenic drive. So you have the scenic tours, but you also have like the equivalent of a city bus. Yeah, that runs basically from the new financial district at Canary Wharf with a big high-rise tower. Right. And it goes back up to Westminster. And commuters use it. You know, people now buy along the River Thames and they use it to commute in the morning and back in the evening. Now, things are changing. When I, I was just in Greece and it's getting so affluent that they don't drink their Rotgut Retsino wine anymore. And in London, I think it's a more affluent time. It's a more fast-paced sort of time. I find that pubs are being replaced by coffee houses just because caffeine is probably a better drug than, than alcohol. Yes. What's going on in, in your in your mind that way? Well, Starbucks certainly is well represented in uh, London, but there's plenty of pubs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still the pub environment. And one of the big changes is the advent of the gastropub. What is a yeah. gastropub? Where they um, supposedly concentrate on 
good food yeah. as well as the drink. You say supposedly. Well, they do usually. Yeah, they do usually. Can eat well. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's, there used to be a joke about British cuisine, you know, mushy mm. peas and soggy French fries. Mm. Now I think the pubs take pride in, in their crispy vegetables yeah. and, and they bring in a French chef. They and, do. Mm. Yeah. A lot of times you find a pub at, attached to a good restaurant. Yes. And that's a good sign for a budget, I think, yeah. if they're using the same kitchen, but you get uh, the pub prices. It's definitely an area where visitors find it quite good because it's a cheaper bit of it. Mm. Don't a lot of pubs make more money selling beer, so they're not going to do much food? No, not no, anymore. It's, it's the opposite. Is that right? Yeah, they, they concentrate on food because mm. there's more profit in the food. Especially now with the drink driving laws, a, a lot of pubs have uh, concentrated more on providing food. What than, is the drink driving laws? Well, they enforce them more now. That uh, What's the percentage you're allowed to have in your blood is very low. Very low. So, so in, in the old days they didn't take that that seriously and now you have a couple of beers and you, you yes. better not drive. Well, I, I, think yeah. it's, I think it's a change in culture as well because whereas people used to drive to right. places mm. and have a meal and drink, nowadays because partly drink driving they don't do that. But the other big thing is since July the 1st England has become no smoking in oh, public yes. Wow. Mm. Which means all the pubs are now no smoking. Pubs are smoke-free. Smoke, pubs are smoke-free. Eating places are smoke-free. Yeah, Eating everywhere, every public place. Yeah. Strictly. Just yeah. like here. Just yeah. like Can here. they provide a smoking room if they provide an adequately mm. ventilated no-smoking no. room? No. not no. Well, with, with, with some difficulty, but it's not as easy as it... So you find people room. who really want to smoke, they uh, bundle up and eat outside? They're on the street, which has given rise to the, you know, these incredibly environmentally friendly heaters. Yes. That are just oh, no. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Heating the outdoors. Yes. Yes. The outdoors, which is, which is what ha- you're now finding that in, no, in London, where people don't drink outside. They've got these heaters outside and the smokers go outside. That's very interesting change. I mean, Americans can't believe it because for years, for generations, we went to the pubs in spite of the smoke. Yeah. And now you go to the, ironically, you go to a pub in in Britain or Ireland also, right? Mm-hmm. And it's and it's more smoke-free than mm-hmm. you might find even back yeah. home. And, and Wales and Scotland, not that we were talking about. <laughs> no, we don't like to okay. do that. We wouldn't wish to do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking with two blue badge guides. Uh, we got Tom Hooper and uh, Gillian Chadwick. Now, you guys are blue badge guides. What does that mean? It means that we've uh, taken quite strict courses with history, architecture, art, and we have to pass lots of exams. And so you know, uh, you know who Guy Fox is then. We do. Okay, yes. Yes. that's the first question. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Gunpowder, <laughs> treason and plot. I see no reason why gunpowder, treason should ever be forgot. Oh, well done. Well done. <laughs> I'll give you your blue badge guide. So <laughs> Thank you. A, a tourist uh, should rest assured he's got quality guiding yes. if they have a yeah. blue badge guide. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, I think the British are into that kind of thing because the taxis, the cabbies, have to take a very strict course too, don't they? Mm-hmm. They do. I find a lot of cabbies around Europe don't know anything about the town. They just moved in and got a taxi, but in London... Yeah, they have to do this thing called the knowledge. Yeah, which is a minimum of three years to learn every single street within a six-mile radius of the centre of London. And they usually do it on a moped. Mm. So they study on a moped. Yeah, Yeah, you see them driving around with the maps on the front, so they're studying each section street by street. Before they can get their license. Before they can get their... If you ever see somebody with this map thing on a clipboard in the front of a moped, you know that they're learning the knowledge. The knowledge. The knowledge. And the cabbies are a great travel tip. I just get in a cab a lot of times. If it's sort of 50-50, if I should take the tube or a taxi, hop into a taxi. It's elegant. You can stretch out. you got this wonderful old cab. Even the new cabs have yeah. that elegance with yeah. them. And the old style because they look old, but they're new. Yeah. Mm. It's a beautiful thing. It's part mm. of the heritage, I think. Yeah. And cabbies are, I find that they're characters. I was going to say polite. They're not really polite, but they're characters. They're interesting. They're, mm. They love to talk. Mm. They certainly yeah. do. They'll... And regale you with stories throughout the whole journey. In fact, in my research, when I'm in London working on my guidebook, if I have a list of questions and I want to, not necessarily, you know, what's the date of a, of a great event, but just what's the take on things, you know, how popular is this, how mm. problematic is that? You ask a cabbie, yeah. you get an earful. Yes. Uh, they'll be very free with their views, mm. <laughs> whether it's one extreme or the other. But you'll get, but the other thing is cabs are all, they have to be able to take people with disabilities. Right. So whatever they look old, they all can take wheelchairs so mm. okay so london's working in that regard for accessibility these days yeah it's a lot of improvement actually is mm. a lot of the curbs are drop curved and all of the curves are drop curves now yeah and the new tube line the jubilee line has access for a disabled for wheelchairs they've all got elevators oh i just said elevator as opposed to what how lift can, how or, can you how can you say elevator <laughs> So elevator is an American term. Because I speak American now. That's an interesting thing, the language barrier. There's a little bit of a language barrier. Do you encounter some language uh, surprises with your American visitors? Frequently, yes, but much to everyone's amusement. An elevator is one of them. 
Well, because I always say lift and they look at me, so I then say elevator in my American accent. Elevator. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and vegetables go wrong. Vegetables go yeah, wrong. Yes, we don't. We don't have zucchini. Oh no, no, we don't. Do we, we don't. What do you call a zucchini? Courgette. 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 Yeah. Is that French? Yes. So I suppose. And aubergine. Aubergine. Is Eggplant. 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 Yeah. So you uh, you end up going to places and translating the English menu. And there's some funny uh, desserts. Are these desserts still? There's some goofy named desserts that travels around. Um, yes. Now, what would you be thinking? Can't of? imagine. Well, there's one thing called a spotted dick. <laughs> there yes. is a spotted dick. Yes. yes. And uh, what is that actually? Sponge, which has fruit, raisins, raisins yeah. sultanas, possibly. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. I'm speaking with two Blue Badge guides, friends of mine from London, excellent tour guides, Tom Hooper and Gillian Chadwick. You know, times are changing all over Europe, Tom and Gillian, and there's some interesting trends. First of all, the heavy English fry. When you go to breakfast and you have a fried breakfast, you just call it a fry, right? Mm. Fry up. Heart attack on a plate. A heart attack on a plate or a plate of cardiac arrest. Mm. You know, two or three eggs fried with lots of oil. It's Uh, it's very low calorie, though. Greasy toast. Pan toast? Oh, no, that's fried in oil. It's fried. It's It's called fried bread. mm. Fried bread. It it has to soak up the oil. That's right. And these powerful sausages. Blood sausages. Yes. Uh, yes. I pride myself in eating most things, but I always say hold the sausage. And Mm. And it's preferable the sausage has got a lot of fat in it, really, don't you think? Much tastier, much that tastier, way. Yeah. much tastier. Yeah. But now that I noticed that it's trending away from that. Um, more and more people are having healthy breakfasts in England. Yes, or no breakfast at all, or no breakfast at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't think many people actually eat that kind of breakfast at home. So they the tourists would, get it every day in yes, their B&Bs. You, and we do as well. If we go out to uh, the country for the weekend, we would expect to have a full breakfast. But at and home, not, you don't do but that. But then you wouldn't thing. probably have anything for the rest of the year. I mean, rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the year. Well, that was what it was designed originally yeah, it was. for. Yes. Yeah. For yeah. people going out in the fields, yeah. have a, yeah. a huge breakfast like that, and you'd mm. be okay. Another thing, a lot of the pubs are beautiful architecture. I think a, a lot of travelers miss the, the architectural mm. beauty of the mm-hmm. pubs. Do you have any tips on that? There's some very good breweries who take old buildings, banks and cinemas, and they convert them into pubs, but they maintain the character yeah. of the building. My favorite thing is those banks, those sumptuous yes. old yeah. 19th century banks yes. that today exactly. are pubs. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they've got a lot of the bank furniture yeah. there. Yeah. And the banks are out in the suburbs, and they're high-rise buildings, I suppose. And, and the ceilings they still got as well. You know, these fancy ceilings that the banks had are all still there. Mm-hmm. Oh, London is a dainty place, a great and gallant city, for all the streets are paved with gold and all the folks are witty, and there's an awesome ladies fine that ride in coach and six, that nothing drink but claret wine and talk of politics, and there's a those with powdered clothes bedaubed from head to chin, their pocket holes adorned with gold but not one sou with it. And there the English actor goes with many a hungry belly, while heaps of gold are forced God what on Signor Farinelli. We'll take your calls up next at 877-333-RICK as Tom and Jillian help you plan a trip to London. 877-333-7425. That's our number. And you can continue the conversation online in our message boards at ricksteves.com. Travel with Rick Steves is brought to you by American Airlines, with 4,000 flights to 250 cities in some 40 countries around the world every day. It's easy to book your next flight at aa.com. American Airlines knows why you fly. Bonjour, je m'appelle Patrick, j'habite en Bretagne et je voyage avec Rick Steves. That's French for... I'm Patrick from Brittany in France and I'm traveling with Rick Steves. 
I repeat it. Bonjour, je m'appelle Patrick, j'habite en Bretagne et je voyage avec Rick Steves. I'm Rick Steves, this is Travel with Rick Steves. Our phone number is 877-333-RICK. That's 877-333-7425. Or you can email us anytime at radio at ricksteves.com. And we've got some callers on the line as we talk with Tom Hooper and Jillian Chadwick about London. Uh, Sia is calling from Dallas, Texas. Hi, Sia. Hi, Rick. Um, so I recently find myself on a project in London going in and out, and I've seen most of the recommended sites, but I'd like to get more of the Londoners' experience. So other than pubs, can you recommend choice experiences and spots, such as proper English tea or international London or just unique and quirky places? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, well, how does a tourist get beyond Madame Tussauds and, and the simple pubs to connect with British culture and English people? There's some companies, uh, one in particular, London Walks, who've got about 100 different walks during the week, yeah. and they do evenings, they do pub walks in the evening, uh, they have every section of London covered. Yeah, we got, as a matter of fact, Jillian, excuse me, we got an email from Nancy in Woods in Woodstock, Illinois, and she said, my favorite thing to do in London was taking the original London walking tours. Yes. No mm. reservations required, affordable. Always started at a tube station. The tours I went on were the Beatles in my life, Jack the Ripper, Old Kensington Palace, the Victorian Albert Museum, and somewhere else in London. Those are great tours, and there's other mm. companies that are quite competitive there. Yeah. Yes. And, and the good thing is they also do some unusual stuff, so you can go out into the village bit of London and you get a completely different flavour if you go to a place like Hampstead yeah. or Highgate. Highgate Cemetery is a good place to visit. You know, see, <laughs> that is such a great way to get a focused slice. Um, when you get, they've got a big, extensive uh, catalogue of offerings and a lot of times they employ um, actors and actresses. They have a mixture of actors and actresses. Things like Ghost Walks are very good for right. actors and actresses, but they also employ the Blue Badge Guides as well. Oh, do they? Yeah. So that would be a, a gig for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. For example, us. We, for, yeah. we both work for London. Well, you Wars. work for London. Yeah. So you just meet people and they pay you directly. They do. And then you get to keep most of that and you give a cut of it to the company. And they get an experience they'll never forget. Yeah. So if you get 100 people, that's a good night's work for you. 100 is a bit hard work. challenging. Challenging, yeah. yeah. I think so challenging is a good... That happens on the Jack the Ripper tour probably more often than Although they, yeah. they usually have two guides. So if they, you know, they get 100 or so, but they'll still have probably two guides. It's kind of yeah. cheesy. The most popular walk is Jack the Ripper yeah. and it's yeah. just theatrics. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then you've got these great walks that you probably really love yeah. giving and, and not many people come out for those. Uh, Sia wants to know some other ways to connect with you know the the markets early in the morning. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, the the Covent Garden market early in the morning is quite an experience. But actually, during the daytime, there's this newish organic market at Borough, mm -hmm. oh, which yeah. is just the other side of London Bridge, London Bridge Underground. See, so, have you been to the market at Borough? No, I haven't. That's a great idea. Just over London Bridge. I love that place. It's so colourful, and there's a great cheese shop there. Good cheese. Well, good everything, yeah. really. Roast pork sandwiches. Yeah. And, yeah. and what I like, from a budget point of view, and this is really important, I mean, it's all about cheap tricks for Americans traveling in the future now with our dollar where it is. You go to the markets, and you find eateries designed for locals and workers at the markets. Some of them are only open Monday through Friday at lunchtime, and you know that's a good tip. Yeah. And it'll be very fine values uh, with characteristic people all around mm. you. And Borough Market does good food at lunchtime as well. You can all sorts of stalls. You can get fresh, good food. Yeah. Now, when you go down to Leicester Square, it's just like international youth on the rampage, it seems like to me. If you're not a kid, I just find it a little bit off-putting. Where do you guys Jillian hang out? is often on the rampage. <laughs> yeah, is that right? You're down in Leicester Square? <laughs> Don't give my secrets away. <laughs> where, do you guys, where do you guys hang out? Where do you guys like to go for a sort of a nice evening to walk? To go out for a nice like? meal, generally. Okay. Um, or maybe go to the theater, mm. have a nice meal. There's so much choice in London for There's theater. There's great deals on, on before theater dinners. Yes, there yeah. are. Yeah. F Fifteen pounds for a three-course yeah. meal or something like or that. Or less than that less even. Than that, yeah. Yeah. And, and great deals on theater as well. You know, this, How's that? The, the half-price theater booth in Leicester Square. Now, this is good. very important. Everybody knows about this, but there's a lot of knockoff agencies that there are really are. disruptive or uh, yeah. just dishonest, and they've yes. got signs that say half-price this or that. Mm. But Don't there's one booth. Them. It's a yeah. freestanding booth yeah. right there in Leicester with, Square. With its own mm -hmm. clock on it. Okay. That's the thing. And it's, it's called, called a Tickets. T-K-T-S. T-K-T-S. And that's the one that works with the theaters to yeah. put seats that aren't selling on the push list, basically. Yeah. yeah. Is that how it works? They just yeah. say, well, we're yeah. not going to sell it out. Yeah. Let's just go down there. So you give no guarantee what's going to be there, but there's always a choice. Well, uh, my philosophy is don't riot for this year's hit. Go to last year's yeah. hit. You haven't seen it yet, and you won't be paying scalper prices for it, mm. and you can just get a good seat, and yeah. um, why not? I mean, yeah. there's always great theater entertainment. Yeah, and sc scalpers or touts. As we, we call, would them? call them, yeah. avoid. 
I find that ticket sales offices are kind of like scalpers with addresses. They buy these tickets on speculation, and when they're sold out elsewhere, they can charge whatever they want for them. Mm. Isn't that the game? Mm. Market demand. So if they buy out all the whatever's hot, and they can't get it anywhere else in town, and they've got 100 tickets, they can really sell mm. it for whatever they want. Mm. Is that true? I, they, I don't know. Yeah, That's and they often give you restricted view tickets. Yeah, so, so you have to watch that. Yeah. I don't see why people wouldn't go directly to the theater in a lot of cases. To oh, buy yeah, tickets. you can do. Yeah, you can, but it's just people don't know that you can do these things. That's right. The, mm. that's, the well, thing. that's why you need to talk to a blue badge guide, exactly. yeah. like we are right now. What about a proper English tea? Is that just for tourists these days? No, no, we all love a proper English tea. First of all, what is a proper English tea? Well, it's little sandwiches with the crusts cut off. Agreed. Cucumber sandwiches. Do you get like wheat bread and rye bread or is it just this? No, it's usually white. It is usually white. We call it Wonder Bread. Yeah, but nice Wonder Bread. A proper English tea. So you get your little um, elegant triangles triangles, and you raise your pinky as you eat them, Absolutely. No, no, that's when you drink your tea. I don't don't usually raise my pinky, but... (laughs) We don't wish to know that. Thank you, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) So you got your you got your little sandwiches, and then what else is in a proper English tea? Uh, little cakes, and most yes. important of all, is scones with clotted cream and what we call jam. I think you call jelly. I think and I butter. Think, you or know, preserved. I think it's, I think it's pre- yeah, it's strawberry. It's kind of thick yeah. uh, yes. with all the goodies on it. Uh, mm. Strawberry you, jam and the clotted cream. That's the main and ingredient. butter and butter and butter. Mm. So yes. you take your. Low-cal scone, and you put some low-cal butter, clotted yeah. cream, well, you, and jam on you can it. Actually, yes. You can actually put it on in any order you like. You know, butter, I, cream, I, sli- I slice my scone thin so I can carry more goodies, and it stretches out that scone. It's very nice. Yes, that's it is. a good idea. Yes. <laughs> but be, be warned, if you put the jam on last, you're going to end up with it on you. A jam moustache. Is, is that right? Mm. So that's a proper English tea. Yes. Where do you get it? A couple of good places, the National Gallery, Mm -hmm. and it's an excellent choice. Uh, Fortnum and Mason. Mm, That's good. Yeah, and another one, the Orangerie at uh, Kensington Palace. The Orangerie. That was where Princess Diana lived when when she was in Not in in the Orangerie, I think. No, but but you go there now and you you, you feel like you're having tea with with people who would have been her friends. Yeah. I mean, it's elegant. And it is elegant. You can choose... What you want, you don't have to have a big tea. You can choose elements of it. Yeah, the orangerie. Mm. All right. Sia, I hope you're getting some ideas there. Yes, I did. Thanks a whole lot. Thanks for your call and happy travels. Okay, thank you. Bye. And Barbara in Lexington, Kentucky. Hi, Barbara. Hi, Rick. Got any ideas or questions for Tom or Jillian? I have some ideas. With the dollar to the pound not being very solid right now, I'm always looking for bargains. Mm -hmm. And I'm a museum person. So I found... In a couple of the museums, if for one, if you go to the British Museum and you go to the information desk, they'll have a list of, uh, there's going to be a, like a tour, which is free, and they have a spot that you go to, and you just wait, and a docent will come, and it usually takes about an hour, and they'll take you through a real small area. For instance, I went to the Egyptian section, and a uh, fellow who was a doctorate of Egyptology took us through a small section of the mummies, and it was absolutely fascinating, and it was free. And they also do that at the Victoria and Albert. If you go in, you'll notice up on the screen in the corner, they'll have, at certain times, meet at a certain place, and you can have about an hour with a docent, and they'll have a little concentrated talk about one of the areas such as the glass gallery. And you found the quality is pretty reliable? Oh, my goodness, they're excellent. These are people who are experts in their field. Yeah, they the, the, they these, really know what they're talking yeah, about. Um, these museums are free, of course, to start with, so that's a good thing. And then, that's a good thing. And then the uh, British Museum ones, I think, are called eye-opener tours. Yes. And as you say, you just turn up in the room that they say they're going to be in, and you get to know how to get your mummy for the first time or whatever. <laughs> yes. You know, I've, exactly. I've, I've noticed that in other museums, too. I believe at the Tate Gallery they have that. Yeah. All, I think yes. all of the museums mm. have them. Now, yeah. why are the museums free in London? Is that a political thing, depending on who's in power? Or? It is, in fact, a political decision of the new Labour when they came in 1997. They said they wanted to have national museums free. And to achieve it, I think there's a um, tax rebate that museums can get on the VAT, value-added tax, service charge, sales tax. Has that been popular? I mean, is that oh, a, yes. a, a politician yeah. would brag about that. It's yeah. not just for tourists. Yeah. So locals can go to their museum, yeah. better understand their yeah. heritage and culture and art yeah. for free. Which parties would do that and which parties would not? I think they probably all would know. 
Yeah, they wouldn't change yeah. that now. I think it would be very difficult to reverse but it. Yeah. Certain museums have always been free. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great yeah. thing about London, because mm-hmm. London may be very expensive. You can spend the whole day in the British Museum, yeah. 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 and you and can British take these free tours. Mm-hmm. British Museum has always been free. Yeah. Always. Oh, it's, that's great. It's part of its founding. Mm-hmm. Well, Barbara, any other thoughts? Well, another place to meet Londoners, and you can really see all kinds. Be you very go to careful. The Camden Market. The Camden Market. Camden Market. Mm. And, um, Camden Market. A certain type um, of Londoner. Um, <laughs> and what do you mean, Barbara, by all kinds? <laughs> <laughs> if you've been there, you know exactly I do, what yeah. I mean. Yes. <laughs> it's not and your grandmother's London hair? anymore, that's for no. sure. W- would you say it was colorful? Uh, very much so. The pink hair and the blue hair and piercings in places I don't even Look, want to think about. Exactly. Lots of places <laughs> to get tattoos yes. and piercings. Camden Market. I've, yeah. I it's d- interesting. I, I never explored where people's piercings were. but <laughs> <laughs> Best not to go there. But it's a real interesting, and you can get some really good food there, too, yeah. which is yeah. really... Cool. And food markets, and, yeah. and cheap as well. Food's cheap. Yeah. Yeah. You have to keep your, your wallet a little bit close to you but it's yeah. still a real good experience, real fun. Mm. Yeah, that's the same. I think that's the same wherever you go. Don't yeah. hold your wallet out in front of you because somebody else. Well, the crowds there get really large, like on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So it gets you're bumping into a lot of people. But yeah. if you just use common sense, you'll be fine. Have, yeah. have you been to Portobello Road? Of course, yes. That's but another. I can't afford anything there. But it's good for looking again, isn't it? You can. Yes, very much so. You know, you can get anything from an antique to a gas mask. <laughs> <laughs> And they've even got some little food markets, and you can buy some fresh veggies or fresh fruit at the end there. And, yeah, you can buy anything there, from good antiques to pure junk. <laughs> so some of the best fun in London is free, you can exactly. say. Exactly. You know, Speaker's, exactly. Speaker's Corner is a tired old institution, mm-hmm. but I love it. I go there on Sunday morning, and there's all sorts of eccentric characters with their resident uh, hecklers. Mm-hmm. And, and these guys go out every... <laughs> yeah. It's their entertainment. Every it Sunday is. they go out. And these guys who are their hecklers know every line and they've got these cutting insults and they just spar <laughs> and they get a big crowd and it's it's a hoot and it's entertainment yeah, it's absolutely. Sure. so you got one guy talking about the queen or anarchy or, or uh, environmental global G- warming Jillian's the... often there <laughs> oh yeah once I stood up on a, on a fruit cart and started talking about packing light and I had a crowd <laughs> of 100 people oh, wow. did you get heckless I didn't get heckless because I quit before anybody <laughs> got a chance to get that together that's speaker's corner hey Barbara thanks for your call Bye now. Great talking to you. Ever since I was a kid going to London, one of the highlights for me was the Beefeater tours at the Tower of London. You go to the Tower of London, which is the essential historic site in my mind, and you can see the crown jewels, you can see a lot of armor and weaponry, you can see the fortifications, but you really want to walk around with one of the guards, right, the the Beefeaters. And this is still uh, included in the admission. It is, yeah. Now, for centuries, these big guys have been the, the guards and everything, and just this year they have a, a female beefeater, right? Exactly. They do. Is that the first time? It certainly is, and uh, not too soon, in my opinion. That's right. It took yes. 500 years, or what, for the first uh, woman beefeater? Exactly, yes. yeah. What do they call them, a beefeater? Well, there's various theories. Um, there's one that's that they were allowed to eat as much beef as they wanted at the table of the king. So as they part of their pay. Eaters. As part of pay, yeah. yes. Uh, the other one is that they were the buffetier, that they were standing at the king's buffet and tasting the food. And if they didn't drop down dead, then it was safe for the king ah, to eat. So it's a, just a messing up of the original word, a buffetier, yes. which is a taster for yeah. safety reasons. You, of course, know that we always say, it is said, this is. Yes. That's what guides say, it is said. It is said, yeah. it is said. Whenever a guide says, it is said, it's probably more entertainment than yes. anything else. And the yeoman warders don't like to be called beef eaters. No. That's right, isn't it? They're yeoman warders. Yes. Whatever they're called, those guided tours that they give are really yes. entertaining. Yes. And, and they have these uniforms with E2R, Elizabeth II, Regina, right across the chest. Yeah. Now, I believe the most popular sites in London are the Dungeon and Madame London Tussauds. Dungeon. Yeah. London Dungeon, which is a papier-mâché, junior high-quality torture house. Mm. With some rides now. With some rides. With it's some the tackiest rides. site I've seen, and there's a line a mile long. But it's to always them. students and school children. Yeah, it's okay. Not, uh, so it's more of like a Disneyland ride. Yeah. yeah. The dungeon, but it's well advertised. A lot of people end up going yeah. there at, at the expense of the British Museum or something. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. And then there's the Madame Tussauds. Then Which there's is Madame Tussauds. hugely expensive. It's about £25, mm. I think, now to It's go the in. only site in Europe that has the gall to charge different rates at different times of day, depending on the demand. Mm. They've really figured out how to wring every pound mm-hmm. out of their visitors. And it's a different kind of crowd there. It's a very interesting yeah. to see. It, Madame Tussauds does have its historical bit, though. It's got it's Marie Antoinette's 
death mask. Well, that's how it originated, yeah. wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Madame Tussaud was uh, making death masks exactly. of, mm. of yeah. people and, and saved that for mm. historical purposes. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. I'm speaking with two Blue Badge guides, friends of mine from London, Tom Hooper and Gillian Chadwick. Phone number is 877-333-RICK. And we have Taryn calling from Coburg, Oregon. Hi, Taryn. Hi, Rick. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for your call. Thank you. I just returned from a trip to London and Paris, and we used the subway systems extensively in both places. And I found the Paris metro subway system to be just really easy to use, very user-friendly, foolproof. But we found in London there were several times we thought we knew what we were doing, and we ended up taking the wrong train or going in the (laughs) completely wrong direction. And we could never really pinpoint where we were going wrong. And if you have any insights to how we could better orient ourselves on the, the underground. I, I take a guess that you were on the circle line when you got lost. That's the yellow one. Yeah, I did one. use the circle line that, a lot. That is the most frightening one, but you will <laughs> eventually You'll end eventually up at the right there. place. <laughs> yes. I, you can I, go, I, don't, I wouldn't say frightening. It's the most <laughs> entertainment. Getting, getting lost on the circle line is a national pursuit. Yeah. So no, you know, one thing, Taryn, I've found is everything is north, south, east, or west. Yes. Even if they yeah. cheat on the actual map. I mean, it's everything yeah. is north, south, east, or west, according to the, the map that you have printed everywhere. So rip one of those out from a, whatever you got and stick it in your pocket okay. and remember and, that. And the big thing is, as I'm sure you know, all the lines are color-coded. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just trying to remember which color is which. It's very similar to the Paris Metro in that you just look for the destination and the direction that you're going and you follow that that's uh, those signs basically are the times so that the line the changes or intersects where it's it seemed like almost that you were you thought you were at the end of the line and you knew which which oh, space to go but then I it's know. like all of a sudden i was on a different train and i i didn't know how i detoured does yeah. that ever you does gotta, that happen you <laughs> got to confirm that you're getting on the right train as indicated by the name on in front of the driver on the front car Mm-hmm. because sometimes it'll go only to an intermediary stop and stop there mm. on a line when mm. you thought it would go all the way to the end. Also on the screen on the platform. <laughs> and, and the screen also says where it's going ultimately mm. and how many minutes till it arrives. I think it's a fun challenge mm. to get in there. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But Although it, un- underground minutes are different to over, up above. Is that right? I mm. wondered about yes. that. And always mind the gap. Always yeah. mind yeah. the gap. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> okay, well, Taryn, thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for your Bye-bye. call. Bye-bye. We're at 877-333-RICK And our email address is radio at ricksteves.com Walking down the sidewalk on a purple afternoon I was accosted by a barker Playing the simple tune upon his flute It's an updated guide to London today on Travel with Rick Steves. Thanks for coming along. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. Today we're traveling in London, and I'm joined by two blue badge guides. That means they've gone to class, they've learned the whole thing, and they can be very well equipped and prepared to take you around London. Tom Hooper and Gillian Chadwick. Tom and Gillian, thanks for being with us. You're very welcome. When you're in London, of course, you hear about uh, the Cockney accent, right? Yes. Now, what, how do you, what is that in a nutshell, the Cockney accent? An insult. An insult? What does that mean? It's really a sort of working class accent. Ah, I, so. I'm a Londoner, but I'm not a Cockney. So if you want to get a job at a, at a bank or at a law office, you're probably best advised to disguise your Cockney accent? Oh, no, you'll be, you'll be fine. But originally it was an insult. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now it's, yeah. now it's no problem. Now it's, yeah. that's just a type of accent and particular words. Like, it's like slang, yeah. and rhyming slang. Such as? So you could be going up the stairs, you'd be going up the apples and pears. Is that right? Yeah. And, and British people would understand that. They yeah. just say that yeah. I'm going up the apples and pears. Yeah. And, and some words have gone right into mainstream. Yeah. Like the word, you don't solve a problem, you sort it. You sort it? You sort the problem. Sort of, and that was a cockney. Mm, that sort of has gone from... All right. Mm. Now you've got this mayor, Ken Livingston, who's quite progressive. Yes, he's progressive. He has very particular ideas of what he wants to do. Isn't his nickname Red Ken? His nickname was Red was, Ken from yeah. a per- previous political life he mm. had. He's had some innovations. You got this congestion fee. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about the congestion fee. How does that work? Anyone coming, any private vehicle coming into the central zone 
has to pay £8 a day, Monday to Friday, between 7 in the morning and 6.30 at night. So figure six, figure six. $2 per pound, £6, whatever. So it's $15 or so to, yes. to cross into the centre of town. Yeah. Yeah. And there's actually a camera that'll photograph you as you cross this line. Yeah. So Londoners know there's a circle. You go inside of that unless you're a taxi or you live there or have permission. You'll get 90% sort. discount if you live there. Okay. But if I was just renting a car... You would be paying £8 a day from 7 in the morning till 6 in the evening. To drive across. Now, that's encouraging people to park outside and take the tube in. Is that right? Right. It's encouraging people to basically leave their cars at home. Yeah, that's the idea. And use public transit. Mm. Yes. Motorcycles are exempt. Well, there. that's good. Has it has it worked? Is it cut traffic in the centre? It, it did originally, but I think it's building up again now. People are just paying it, huh? Mm. Yeah. Now, wasn't wasn't the idea to cut traffic congestion and take the money generated to subsidize public transit? Yes, and that has happened. So There's a lot what more you have buses. then, you have, you have your buses get around quicker because yep. they're not snarled in traffic. Mm. You've got more departures and you've got cheaper tickets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's also an environment thing about this. He's linked it to try and do things to the environment to improve it. So he's thinking of bringing in a £25 a day charge Wow! for the least environmentally friendly vehicles. Mm. Have other cities been considering this, do you know? Yeah. Um, the mayor of New York came over to have a look at the scheme. So Whoa. it may be coming your way. And it's <laughs> called the congestion fee. Congestion and charge. charge yeah. Ca- coming to a town near you. Coming Thanks to, a town to uh, near you. Ken Livingston, the mayor yes. of London. <laughs> and Gay's on the line from Huntsville, Alabama. Hi, Gay. Hi. Thanks for your uh, call. I'm, I'm planning on taking my granddaughters to London and the last time that I was there, uh, there were some things that were going on that may not be a, a very safe for children to be in that area. I was wondering if there is a guide or some kind of map that would show kid-friendly areas of London for me to be in. What do you think about that? For uh, How old are your kids well, or your, your child? 10 and 16. 10 and 16. What advice would you give? Because you guys see a lot of kids traveling in London. Yeah, I can't. Imagine where it was that was unsafe for children. Can can she tell us? Where where were you? Uh, well, we got on the wrong bus. I got on the wrong bus, and uh, I didn't realize that I had gotten on the wrong bus. And when we got to the final stop, she said, "You do not want to get out here." She said, "It's not a safe area," mm-hmm. and um, you know, yeah, a little well, area. No, anywhere think, central yeah, in London, you're yeah. fine. It's when you get out into some of the outer London areas. It's like in Paris. We saw images of riots in the streets of Paris and everything mm. recently. Yeah. Right. And it was immigrant neighborhoods and poor neighborhoods way outside of the center. Mm. But if you stay in the center where the historic yeah. things are and, uh, frankly, the wealthy people and the tourists, you know, it's yeah. going to be yeah. safe for kids. Okay, I don't think you have any problems in the middle at all. And I think the kids will love it. So the security there seems to be pretty good as long as you stay in central London then. Oh, yeah. yeah Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I feel so comfortable with my groups there. You know, you can get in trouble. Biggest pitfall, I think, for tourists is for young guys that go into Soho. And you got ah. all these very inviting, sexy women saying, come on in for a drink. You go into those girl bars, and all of a sudden, there's no handle on the door, and there are big bouncers around, and all of a sudden, you bought her a beer, and it cost you $100, and you can't get out. Not that <laughs> oh, I did that. I've but, got no experience <laughs> of that personally. But. And, and, and nor, nor me. And I, 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 can imagine, I can imagine this is a priority for gay to go and do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So keep your 16-year-olds out of Soho when it comes to that. But I've seen a lot of um, Asian travelers yeah. that are just right. like wide-eyed, and they're just ripped off mm. royally in Soho. And... Please don't do anything about it. They just say you guys are fools if you went yeah. in there. But walking right. through walking through Soho is fine though. Yeah. Oh, I love know, walking through yeah, Soho. I, I did. I yeah. walked through Soho when I was there, and I didn't have any problems. No, you but after I got back to the hotel, I heard a few things. But yeah. you know, well, you're not going to get <laughs> mugged if the day, you stay in a well-populated, yeah. well-lit area. You won't get mugged, but you can get pickpocketed whenever there's a crowd. Yeah. I, right. I was having lunch in uh, the basement of St. Martin's in the Fields with a plainclothes policeman whose job was to roam around um, Trafalgar Square just keeping an eye on people that were pickpockets. And mm. he said they're all over the place and people are getting their purses snatched in St. Martin's in the field down there in the cafeteria <laughs> yeah. in the basement and, all the time. And that, oh, really? And, and St. Martin's Gay is a, is a good tip because the restaurant there, which has just reopened after oh, refurbishment, is good for everybody, for kids, adults, mm. everybody. All right. Hey, well, Gay, thanks okay. for your call. Listen, thank you for taking it. I'll you have a great day. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. 2008 is the Queen's 55th anniversary in power. It is, Will yes. there be any pageantry because of that? There'll be something that will mark it, I'm sure, because we have something that marks every anniversary. <laughs> when is she going to hang it up and let Charles be the king? She's she not going to hang up. So no. Charles is like no. Al Gore, almost. No. She she gave an oath when she was at a coronation, and she will keep that oath. And she, 
Until She'll death stay. does her part. Yeah. I think it will be till death. And is Charles recognizing this and he realizes yes. he will never be yeah. king? Chuck well, will have a long way. Prince Chuck. Mm. Prince Chuck. The, mm. queen, the queen's 82 and that's very young for royal She'll go women. And go. Yeah. Probably live another 40 years. <laughs> wow. Well, her mother lived to the 101. age of 101. She was buying horses after she was 100, mm, yeah. hoping they'd grow up mm. and, and be winners. I mean, she just was going to go and go. So yeah. that's impressive. You got the Olympics coming up in uh, 2012 in yep. London, right? Mm-hmm. How's yep. the, what's the buzz? Is the, are things going along good for that? Is that good for London? It's mostly positive. Uh, it's all costing more than it was supposed mm. to, but that's no surprise. That's no surprise. And they released the plans, the stadium, mm. yes. Did you learn anything from the London Dome experience, the Millennium Dome? Oh, the, the successful dome experience. <laughs> you guys spent like a billion pounds or something building this in biggest so, dome Something mo- modest like that. Yeah. What's yes. it used for now? Oh, it's a big... Now, it's, yeah, it's turned good, you see. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. It was down known, there by Greenwich. Yeah, it's now known as the O2. Yeah. Big concerts. Ah, and they'll be using that in the Olympics yeah. as well. Oh, that's good. And yeah. all sorts of way, weird places like Hall's Guards Parade. Yes, for the beach volleyball. Beach volleyball. Mm-hmm. And the other um, structural news in London is you have a new terminal now for the Eurostar, St. Yes. Pancras Station. Yep. 14th of November. Now, part of that was for a quicker connection to Paris, right? Fast speed link, yeah. So you yeah. got a fast train bed. Because for, for a while, the train went faster in France yeah. than it did in England. It did. Mm. Now it's up to speed on the English countryside? Yeah. Yes. 186 miles an hour. How fast? 186 miles an hour. 186, not kilometers, miles per Miles per hour. Miles, yeah. Not that our mile is the same as yours, of course. Isn't it? We Isn't won't it? get into that. 180 fast, miles yeah. an hour. And that's 17 minutes under the English Channel yeah, Tunnel, yeah. two and a half hours from Big Ben to the Eiffel Tower. Less, well, yeah, to the Eiffel Tower. I, I read an advertisement on a, on a cab in London recently. It said more business travelers ride the train to Paris now than all airlines combined. It's a popular thing. It is yes. popular. Because it's much you, more comfortable. I love it. Yeah. And, and you, this Pancras Station, I mean, Waterloo Station was nice, but Pancras must be very oh, nice. St. Pancras is fabulous. It's the 19th century outside, red brick. Yeah. Wasn't it in, it was in Harry Potter, wasn't it? Oh, yes, it was, yeah. Mm. They flew over the St. Pancras station, yeah. I always felt bad for England because their train went slower, and then when it got to France, it picked up. Yes. But mm. now you've spent a lot of money. Yeah, mm. and it is a lot of money because this is expensive land they had to take this thing through. Jody's on the line in St. Paul, Minnesota. Jody, thanks for your call. I was just calling because um, my husband and I, well, he was just my boyfriend then, but we spent a semester in college. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Funny how those things work. <laughs> But um, we spent a semester in college over in London, and I'm a music student, and so we were always looking for cheap places or free places to go hear music. And so I I picked up a bunch of good tips. Um, There's a couple lunchtime concerts at St. Martin in the Fields, which is right off of um, Trafalgar Square. Square. And it's right next to the National Gallery, so it's always a nice break if you, you know, go in the morning to see the artwork at National Gallery, and then you need a nice place to put up your feet or whatever. You can go hear a nice concert. Um, then there is... Plus, you can enjoy um, some great architecture at the same time with the St. Saint, James's by Wren, I think, and they have free concerts right. there sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. that's right, yeah. And then there's um, Evensong at almost all of the major churches, like St. Paul's, Westminster Abbey, and it's a, a great chance to see the churches, you know, kind of intimately candlelit. It's really, you know, it's a different experience. You don't get to stay and hang out and look around at all, but, you, do not. you know, it's... No. <laughs> Is that right? But you avoid the $10 or £10 entrance yeah, fee at St. Paul's and, by going to yes, a service. You do. Mm. So you just got to worship. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. There's another good place. It's Covent Garden. Uh, they have professional singers and uh, oh, outside. musicians. Oh, yeah. outside. Street music, buskers, yeah. right? Yep. Include, including classical musicians. Yeah. They oh, yeah. yeah. But and it, they are fantastic. You need to make a point to get your hands on some of these lists because there's all sorts of people that are just for the love of art sharing their music mm. and beautiful venues and uh, lunchtime concerts, uh, as Jordi was saying. And it's just really important to mm. find a listing. And they exist. What do you, you pick up the Time Out? Time or? Out. Time Out is the main. Is that the mm. best one mm. yes, these days? Yeah. So what I, first thing I buy at the airport is the monthly entertainment guide yep. and I read it on the way into town and I, I, I circle all the free stuff going on and mm-hmm. you could run around all day long like it's a big festival every day all year yeah. long if you knew where to go yeah. and there are these leaflet racks as well at the airport you can pick up you know, London walks leaflets or whatever Jody thanks for your call thank you okay bye now and we have Paul on the line from Boston Spa in New York that's hi correct. Paul what's Boston Spa I sound like that's a, an English spa town or something oh it goes way back to Sir, uh, Sir Johnson I mean in the 60s hundreds when it was they, have, they had springs here where Indians came and they bathed in the springs and it was supposed to have some therapeutic value and in fact the Saratoga Springs still has some health spas where people go and take the cure and soak themselves in big warm bubbling 
old bathtub that Howard Taft could fit in. Oh, a Howard Taft-sized bathtub, great. <laughs> We're on our way. Paul, what are your thoughts on London? Got any questions? Well, I have some comments. Sure. I used to give tours of London to all the incoming Navy personnel when there was still a naval presence in London, American Navy, that is. And it was my job. I, oh, I'd meet and greet some at, out at Heathrow. I'd tell them, now, look, we could take the train in, but we're going to take the bus in. So if you land at Heathrow, take the bus in. You get to see a little bit of London. You can sit on the top of one of those double, well, I don't know. They still have double-decker buses there? Yes, they do. Mm. Bit difficult from Heathrow double decker, but there's there is a good bus route. There's that a, a there's that Airbus service. Yeah. yeah, least expensive and easiest way to get to your well the big hotels anyhow. If not, they can always drop you near uh, one of the hotels. So the, that bus service is a good thing to know. That's a good service. But now, Paul, they've got this express train that goes straight to Paddington. They right? do. Now, what do you guys yes. prefer when you fly, uh, Jillian and Tom? Well, actually, I would either use the express these days because it's quicker. The express train. Yeah, yeah, express train. From Paddington. From Paddington, or possibly the underground. But I agree, you don't get the views unless... Yeah. And I'm, I'm with you, other. Paul. If you want to sit up, if it's a double-decker bus, I don't know, but whether, regardless, you can enjoy going through neighborhoods as you come into town on that yeah. Airbus. I remember going through Shepherd's uh, Bush, Bush, I guess. Yeah, Hammersmith. Hammersmith. Beautiful yeah, little uh, they, suburbs, and then all of a sudden you're in the big city. Yes, and they got the Mary Poppins neighborhoods. Uh, That's right. Yeah, that's Hammersmith, I think. As you come in from the airport, yeah. yeah. Well, you, right. s- you see the rooftops and the chimney pots. Yeah. I'll offer a couple more things. Uh, some of the things, best things in London are free. Please, people, don't get the idea that London is the most expensive place on the face of the earth because, as has uh, already been said, there's the Victorian Albert, miles of galleries, mm-hmm. the uh, British Museum, and then, I mean, the changing of the horse guards. That's free. And that's a wonderful sight. Hardly anyone goes there because everyone wants to go to the up to the palace and see that uh, change. But uh, the horse guards should not be left out. Mm-hmm. Right. Another hint: get there early. You know, because all the tourists they get out of bed, they eat a long breakfast, and then about ten o'clock the buses ride up to everything. But if you go to London Tower, you can bed opens at nine, and the guard will ask you. Oh, who's from New York? Who's from London? Then he'll look at all of you and say, ah, welcome home, <laughs> which is always nice. But there's a, oh, I think it's Notting Hill, but it's a long, 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 like, flea market on weekends. This is yeah, Portobello, Portobello Road, Road, which is... Okay, Portobello Road, I'm sorry. It is, it is Notting Hill. You go to Notting Hill Gate Underground and you just follow the people. Exactly. One thing I found that was just really delightful is walking through the parks and finding these obscure memorials. There's a memorial to the the horses lost in battle, I think. Yes, there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where's that? Yeah, that's up by that's on, Speaker's um, Corner, I think. Where's near? It, it's animals. It's, oh, it's all animals. Animals, animals lost in war. Yeah. There's a new monument, I believe, oh, to oh, women yeah. who yes. were lost in women World War One. And there's yes. a new there's a new Battle of Britain uh, memorial, which is, fantastic, which is fantastic, fantastic, on the embankment by the and, river, and a beautiful Princess Diana memorial. Yes. Or not? Yes. <laughs> no. What was I? No. What is that? What am I thinking? That's been, well, it was beautiful, but it's a little bit problematic because people kept slipping in the water. There's a beautiful. I just was mesmerized by the water. It's just a little sheet of water over a long slab of yes, rock. Yes, but it got all slimy, so people would get in, which oh. she would have liked. Yeah. And then they fell over, so they had to close it. But they spent millions restoring. But they it. then had to be taken to hospital where she was usually a patron. <laughs> so it all did link up. It all links up. Yeah. All right. There's, there's a London tradition that I don't understand, but perhaps can explain it. You go to the theater, and then once the curtain goes up or very close to it, everybody rushes to the front to the best seats. I never quite got onto that, but apparently that's considered fair to, thing to do. I wouldn't dare do it in the United States, but in the London theaters, they kind of rush to the front. Well, if the f- seats are free, why not? Shakespeare did it. Yeah. All right. That was something I didn't know. Well, I don't know. Tom doesn't know. Jillian seems to be okay with it. I've done it a lot, i got to admit. Nobody seems to care. I mean, you know, if there's like a whole bunch of seats in front of me. If if they're unsold seats, then that's what people will do probably. So it's probably not endorsed by the theater, but you're not going to get thrown out. I just have this vision of the entire theater getting up there going, (laughs) jump, dash to the front. Hey, Paul, thanks for your call. All right. One other thing people should do. Get on the other side of the Thames, sit at the Victoria Walk. And just before the hour, and then just sit and listen to Big Ben. Yeah, well, that's a good. And yeah, that's, what I like to do, just to make all my friends and relatives um, jealous, is I call home just before the top of the hour, and I hold the phone out and I say, "You're not here, and I am. This but, is great. Happy, <laughs> that, welcome from London." That's cruel. <laughs> that is cruel. Bum 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 bum. bum, 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 bum. bum, bum, bum.
Eat your heart out. <laughs> I'm in London. You're working. Yes. <laughs> All right, Paul, we've got to okay. go. Thanks. One of my favorite new things in London is this Jubilee Walk along the South Bank. You can walk from from Big Ben, basically, all the way to the tower on the South Bank. It's charming. It is, and you you see most of the famous buildings on the other side. We get this fantastic view of St. Paul's Cathedral. Mm, There's a lot of new building and Mm. regeneration in that area, so it's really interesting. And another really good walk is from ran Notting Hill, Kensington, all the way through. You can go to Westminster through parks. Now. Yes. Wow. Well, I want to thank you guys for all the help you've given me in making my London guidebook. And it's been fun to be able to share this information, and I've got a lot of respect for the Blue Badge guides. Day in and day out, you're leading people around London. How do you stoke and refresh your appreciation of your city? What is one of your favorite things to do to kind of remind yourself what a great place you live in? Very easy because every week there is something special happening and it reminds you what a great place you're living in. So you're on top of what are the uh, events that are happening. And and even places you go to every week of your life, something changes in Mm. them and it just regenerates the whole thing. And the interaction with the people also is the big... And just to be heads up, last time I was there, Elton John was playing in Hyde Park. I mean, it's incredible what's going on with almost impromptu great events. Yeah, it is. All the Mm. time. Tom Hooper, Gillian Chadwick, London. What a great city. Thanks a lot. Thank you. You're welcome. One morning comes and you're still with her On the bus and the tourists are gone And you've thrown away your choice And lost your ticket So you have to stay on But the drumbeat strains of the night Remain and the rhythm of the newborn day you know, sometime you're bound to leave her, but for now you're gonna stay in the year of the cat. Travel with Rick Steves is produced by Tim Tatton at Europe Through the Back Door in Edmonds, Washington. There's more online, including listener feedback, archived audio on demand, and podcast extras. You'll find it in the radio section of our website, ricksteves.com. Travel with Rick Steves is brought to you by American Airlines. With their new Advantage Award booking tool, it's easier than ever to book to over 800 Advantage Award destinations online at aa.com. American Airlines knows why you fly. Eat your heart out. Yes. I'm in London. <laughs> You're working. <That's> <laughs> Mind the gap.